0: three of the bill michaels show yeah good stuff the bears have hired their uh new head coach the colts defensive coordinator matt eberflus eberflus as their new head coach and uh he comes with a a decent pedigree we'll talk more about that coming up here in just a little bit meanwhile the uh, denver broncos have hired nathaniel hackett hackett then bringing stenovic And we'll see if there's any other dominoes to fall. Still waiting to find out about the Packers coaching staff changes. And I think first and foremost is whether or not Mo Drayton still has a job. I got to think if, and for all of you that have accused, uh, we'll say the, uh, the front office of meddling, if Matt LaFleur keeps Mo Drayton after what we witnessed this year, I will then jump wholeheartedly on board with you in regards to Mark Murphy and Russ Ball having far too much say. Far too much say. The circumstance when Rizzy did not get hired was because they were paying Mike McCarthy's salary and Rizzy wanted to be the highest paid assistant out there. Uh, so they weren't going to do that um, because they were still paying McCarthy's salary too, but Nevertheless, uh, we're just kind of waiting for all those dominoes to fall. In the meantime, our buddy from uh, CBS 58, uh, our pal Kevin Holden, is now joining us uh, on the hotline. Kevin, how you doing, pal? Man, it's
1: all good. I um, it, So Kevin Love scored uh, a lot of points for the Cavaliers last night, and I just got an invitation to play Words with Friends. So I just want to make sure. I didn't wake up in 2011, right? <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: okay, good. No, you're right though. Yeah, it's kind of the the, the throwback, so to speak. No doubt. Hey, uh, I wanted to ask you. Let us go back because you and I have really not chatted since uh, since everything happened on Saturday night. So, get, first of all, give me your 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 reaction to what we witnessed, and I guess the the best term would be the gut punch that we received on Saturday evening.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, to the point where. You know, if, we, if you're peeling back the curtain a little bit and talking about what we, uh, you know, we do in our jobs, uh, I, you know, I have a new, a new boss, a new news director at my TV station, and, uh, uh, you know, Jesse, you, you, you've worked alongside yep, yep. Jesse, um, terrific, absolutely terrific, and and I, at halftime of that game. I sent her an email and it was it, its a, kind of a joke. It's like, all right, look, I know that first half didn't quite go as planned, but when they sort this out, here's how we should handle the NFC championship here. My thoughts, whatever. Uh, and, like, I was still that confident that they were going to pull that out even after seeing a half of football. And I think it was based on that first drive of the game, which was one of their most impressive drives of the year. It was it was that <laughs> that first just punch to the mouth of the 49ers. It's like, well, okay, they're. They're ready to play. They came out to play. And if you told me at that point that the defense wasn't going to allow a touchdown, an offensive touchdown for the 49ers, I, I was thinking 38, you know, 38 to three or something. Like, I mean, there that, that was supposed to be a blowout. So, yeah, it was it was a gut punch. And it was, uh, you know, obviously there's a, a lot of blame for the offense for, for letting that first drive be the only real noise they made all day. But, man, Special teams was such a mess down to 10 on the field for the, for the final field goal that I am with you, what you were saying at the start of the segment, that this is one of those times where I'm in favor of, you got to make the change in the position group coach, just because you have to, not because somebody's taking the blame for a general fall, but because man, oh man, like we're, we're talking about a like, play to decide a season and the wrong number of people are on the field, that's that's an instant issue. And, and unfortunately for all the good work done, it all got undone because of special teams. That's the kind of thing that happens, and it happened to the Packers.
0: So, uh, I, as much as we look at special teams, the offense didn't play well. Uh, you had A.J. Dillon go down with a broken rib. That hurt the offense. Rodgers obviously looking a lot towards Devontae Adams. That hurt. Um, You know, n- the offensive line not playing well and not going back to kind of what got you there. That hurt. I mean, there was enough finger-pointing to go around, don't get me wrong. We get stuck with the the special teams because it was so obvious. But give me your thoughts on Rodgers, his play, and then now, what moving forward holds?
1: See, it's it's such a bizarre thing because we are we are used to, and it doesn't matter regular season or postseason. We are used to, you know, just a different level out of Rodgers. I mean, he's you know the touchdown to interception leader in like the top eight best seasons of touchdown to interception ratio ever in the history of ever, and even in when you talk about playoff losses. That, that have happened to the Packers. It, it's, it's the defense didn't perform in Atlanta, or the defense got gassed by the run in San Francisco, or Brandon Bostick happened in Seattle. It, it, this thing has never fallen with a chunk of the blame on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders, and it was different this time, and it was uncharacteristic this time because, uh, you know, Rodgers knows how to spread the ball around. I mean, we we all know through years and years of watching him, you know, get five, six, seven receivers involved. And, you know, he can make receivers better. It, it was kind of a shock to me. It was it was a subpar performance for him, and it does happen. But I think maybe there's one of your first reminders that uh, this isn't, you know, 25, 26-year-old Rodgers anymore, that maybe those games will happen a little bit more often. I still... I know that the off season is uh, an increasingly tumultuous time in Wisconsin. I know that fans are, you know, just thinking, man, I, I cannot have another off season of Adam Schefter reports on draft night and all this mystery and everything else. One, I don't think it'll be quite that bad. I think by, by uh, mid March, I think this, this could be sorted out. And I think overwhelmingly his best option is to come back. And, And it's, for one the relationships got repaired also this team it, they have a lot of tough salary cap decisions i get that but this team is built for him to win for him uh and i don't know if uh he's going to be able to go anywhere else you know a pittsburgh is a great example that uh, i don't think that team can can get him there instantly the way the packers still can so i think it goes short i think he comes back
0: Um, when you talk about coming back, does that include Devontae Adams? Do you think, because I, I I don't know how they're going to be able to afford both. I mean, unless they kick those cans way down the road.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what the issue is that I I think, I think it's going to be number one on his list because, you know, Rogers wants his friends back and he's, he, you know, he's been saying that, and he said that, you know, Adams is the best he's played with. So he's definitely going to want Adams back and the Packers are going to, open that ledger and show him where they had to kick all this money down the road already and how much it hurts. And, you know, I, am a little worried Roger's going to kind of shrug his shoulders and go, yeah, but this is, this is what we want. So uh, unfortunately, if that happens, I think if Rogers returns, Adams does return, but then, you know, then you've got a lot more water than you got boat. So uh, there's going to be some, right. some uh, people going overboard when it happens. I, I mean, we we were trying to make a list of guys the other day that, uh, that are just the first level of cap casualties should this happen. And I mean, you're talking both Smith brothers and Mason Crosby are probably three of the first guys out and that's, you know, those are big losses and those are the beginning of losses. You can only, uh, you know, work with so much cap room. They've already had to, you know, kick so much down the road with the salary cap changing last year with the pandemic. It's, it's a crazy situation. So I, my prediction is yes, it's going to be Rodgers and Adams, but there's going to be a lot of a lot of people walking out of twelve sixty five Lombardi this off season.
0: Do that's my question. So, but it's for a year. You know what I mean? I I, I think they can manipulate things for a year. Remain viable. I don't know if they're going to be a Super Bowl team, but remain viable. And then the year after, when that cap goes up dramatically, you they can really. I I think if, and I'm not saying for Aaron Rodgers to come back and say we're going to throw away a year, but I I think if 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 you kind of put some things together this upcoming year, and you know you, you got to hit on some draft choices, and you know you got some holes to fill, it looks like the year after they could really kind of get after it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it's a good point. They. They, um, the, the pandemic uh, was, as, was awful to the Green Bay Packers. Ha, slash has been awful. I don't want to say it's over. But the, uh, you know, the pandemic has been really bad to the Green Bay Packers in, in, a, in these strange indirect ways. The first one was that $20-plus plus million hit that was taken to the salary cap because of revenues that fell the year before. And how that affected the Packers was they were built – for the larger cap, and so when the smaller cap happened, they had to, you know, c- con- do so much conversion into signing bonuses, and kicking, you know, you know, dead cap numbers, kicking numbers down the road, and-, and eventually you pay the piper from that, and that's coming. The other thing the pandemic did was I still maintain it uh, there was a calculated risk on the part of Brian Gudikins when they when it came to draft night in 2020 mid-pandemic, we didn't know if there'd be a season. And they thought, if you know, if you're going to draft a first round quarterback with the uncertainty around the sport, maybe this is the time. And if you believe Aaron Rodgers, that that's when this whole animosity really got kicked up, then that's unfortunate. It's it's so odd the additional effects that this had on the Packers. So anyway, it'll take a couple of years to recover from it. The same way it will for any of us in society. So yeah, the cap comes back team gets stronger, they can work it down the road. They just have to survive, I think, one more storm to get there. Uh,
0: I do want to go over to baseball real quick before we get okay. out of here. Um, give me your thoughts on what the Union and, the, uh, and Major League Baseball have at least come to the table and seemingly made a little headway on.
1: Yeah. It's, man, it's a, it's a tough thing to watch. Although, the, right now they're at least playing nice you know they're they're agreeing to some of these smaller things like raises for first and second year players they they're talking about a a, a pool of money to give to the best very young players in the game that outperform expectations uh they, there's no question that analytics has turned baseball into a younger game it has brought people with less experience to the big leagues with the understanding that they'll do more early and everybody understands those are the players that need to be compensated better. And, and look, I, <laughs> I don't want to be hypocritical when we're talking about the difference between half a million $700,000, but it's the name of baseball's game, right? They, it's, a, it's a sport that makes billions so young guys can make $700,000 a year. It's a thing. Um, but uh, there's, there's still so much room left when you're talking about two things specifically. The salary cap, or, or whatever you want to call it, the luxury tax threshold, which the, the players and owners are more than $30 million a year apart, and they're not budging either side. That's going to be maybe the number one thing that happens. And th- There are a couple of other things. Competitive balance is a thing. Baseball has a problem with large market teams paying small market teams to keep the balance and small market teams putting the money in their back pocket. That, to me, is a major problem. I think that part's got to be addressed. Um, I, my prediction right now, spring training does not start on time. There's no way they could, they can bridge this gap in a week or two. Uh, the regular season isn't in jeopardy yet, but if you ask me two weeks from now and we're in the same point, regular season's in jeopardy. Sad to see, baseball does not need it.
0: The, you think the regular season will be in jeopardy as far as I, as, a to, as a total loss, or do you think it's just going to be, say, from 162 down to 142?
1: No, yeah, they'll, they'll do a lot of work to, to, to take parts off of the schedule. Like I, my guess is if, if they haven't made progress in two weeks, I'd say the first couple of weeks of the season are in jeopardy. Like They might kick to 144 like they did after the strike in 95, and then if it's two more weeks, then it's 130. I imagine they're probably looking at this thing about you know in fourteen game stretches, roughly. They, they, you know, if they can't get this done, then that'll happen. There'll come a point where everyone will hurt badly enough that I think they'll just sit down and figure it out. But uh, yeah, I don't, I I don't feel great about Opening Day looking the way it's supposed to look right now.
0: So if you're going to book a trip to spring training, is the middle of March safe? (laughs)
1: Man, <laughs> interesting you should say that. Because uh, that's what I'm
0: thinking I, I, about.
1: Yeah, yeah. you want to go down and, and see stuff. Uh, I would put I'd put the start of spring training on time at about 10 or 15%. I'd put mid-March at about uh, – I'm right at 50-50. Maybe I'm a touch optimistic, maybe a little over 50% that there will be some kind of baseball at that point. But I wouldn't be shocked if you go in mid-March and instead of games – you're at practice you're you're looking at, at stuff where they're not playing games yet and they play like an eight game or 10 game schedule to get into the season so yeah i sorry that's not a lot of confidence for your travel dollar but maybe 50 50.
0: <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm uh, not overwhelmingly confident about it. i may just chuck it all and go, go to daytona bike week instead who knows uh, maybe maybe i got more certainty there uh, either way i'm warm i can't go wrong there but uh but yeah thinking about it so that being said Give me your thoughts about the brewers coming into the season, real quick.
1: They so the problem here is that everything's frozen. And when it's done, I think there's going to be a dollar rush on free agents that haven't signed on on whatever. And and the and dollar rushes tend not to favor the brewers. They tend to be better when they can be frugal. Uh I, I still think it seems fine. I think it's competitive, but I don't I, I don't know if you'll see a big splash.
0: Yep, no doubt. Good stuff, buddy. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon, okay?
1: Thanks, Bill. Yeah, they need to work this out because I, you know, I've got a plan with the Suns, the Coyotes, and like seven spring training games. If they get this thing worked out, we're out of here.
0: Yep, I know. I, I completely agree. I would like to see it sooner rather than later, so I can go ahead and confirm the reservations down in Arizona for sure. Good stuff, Bud. We'll talk to you. Thanks, Bill. There you go, Kevin Holden, CBS 58, three two one Q. Kevin is his uh, Twitter, three two one Q, C U E Kevin. His Twitter handle, Kevin Holden, CBS58, joining us for a couple of minutes. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at J&L Tire Service. Service and center and uh, j and Good stuff by Lyle and the whole gang. They feature Goodyear, Dunlop, Kelly, but they're best known for their service, best known for Lyle and all the wonderful things they do right there in the community, whether it's out in Johnson Creek or it's in the Watertown area. Truck drivers, they are highly rated when it's over the road drivers and when it comes to trailer repair and brakes and tires and such they do it all it's right off of 94 in Johnson Creek just north of the highway you can't miss it and in Watertown as well that is jnltire.com that is jnltire.com more of the bill michael show next
2: covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket this is the bill michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone radio network
0: Joe, we uh, we continue to rock on, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of chatter over on the uh, the Bud Light live stream. Always appreciate it when you do over there as well. Um, this was uh, uh, safety doc says uh, the Packers were hammered with lack of game attendance revenue in 2020. That was part of the reason when you go back to the whole Rizzy thing um, when they wanted to hire. Him. I look. It, 2020 last year didn't have anything to do with not hiring him a couple of years ago. But going back to that, you know, there was uh, you know, the firing of Mike McCarthy. They were still paying that salary. Rizzy apparently wanted to be the highest paid assistant. They didn't really want to go into that direction. Um, and let's be honest, you, me, nobody, when Rizzy left town, nobody went, oh, my God. You know, I I am never a fan. I will say this. When it came to Mo Drayton, I, look, nice guy, very enthusiastic. And, and when he starts to talk, you want to get behind the guy. You want to roll with him until the results aren't there and he keeps pounding the desk. We're going to fix this. We deserve better. We're going to do this. And now you're supposed to say all of that, but you can't say it with that bravado when you don't have success. So that's when I started to roll my eyes going, okay, this this is done. This is over. You can only take so much of that, so I never thought that was going to be a, a really a, a good. I was hopeful, I think, but I never thought it was going to be a good hire. When you continually hire out of a same out of a bad tree, it you, you get what you get. You get what you get. Uh, Phil says trust is an issue for Rogers, and the fact that he got it repeatedly, uh, or he got hit in the head repeatedly. Uh, He got it in his head, and uh, the cold, you could tell, he was not a fan of. Rodgers can put up the numbers, but his ability to trust others and build relationships with others will kill his legacy. Well, but let's just say Devontae's not there. It forces him to. If you want the numbers and the statistics, it forces you to be a better quarterback right? It forces you to. So I agree with you. Uh, Mark says, has Mo Drayton been fired yet? No, Uh, we're waiting for that. uh, that You would assume that all of the coaching changes are being evaluated right now. That's what's going on behind the walls at 1265. And then assistants are eventually either going to be promoted or out the door or are coming back or whatever. Um, but again, goes back to Mo Drayton. I get it, uh, but but you can only take the bravado. So this was Mo Drayton going back to November when he was. They were gonna fix all of this. This was gonna be great. Take a listen.
3: We'll um, we're gonna start from top to bottom. We'll hit uh, what I call six phases. I'll start with the PAT field goal unit, and uh, we'll look at ourselves. And I'll go through each phase: uh, punt, punt return, kickoff, kickoff return. And uh, we'll, we'll try to figure out what our tendencies are. We'll obviously look at our deficiencies, how can we uh, f- uh, patch those up or fix those uh, b- uh, between now and the end of the season. Uh, so we're going to do that from top to bottom. So uh, that's where, how I'll spend tonight and tomorrow.
0: <sighs> Should have spent a lot more time on it. Should have spent a lot more time on it. Yeah boy. Yeah boy. <laughs> <laughs> kinda hurts. Uh, by the way, kinda yeah, hurts to hear all of that. Yeah, it does. Uh the the one he's talking about, Corey Bajorquez. When this is where we got to. When Cory Bajorquez, he talks about Corey Bojorquez. The punter for the Green Bay Packers. We, we got to the point where we went from, yeah, the field goal unit's not good. Yeah, the coverage is not good. Yeah, the return game's not good. Yeah, uh, the blocking up front in the trench is not good. But we're going to work on a banana kick. Take a listen.
3: Well, he's diligent in his process. Now, if you're asking for a specific tool, um, I would say the banana kick that we broke out a few weeks ago But outside of that, he is just he's 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 diligent in his process and how he attacks uh, his 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 practice reps uh, from a mental standpoint and a physical standpoint.
4: I mean, he could have been trying to shape a kick around the guy who's about to block it.
0: Correct. Might have been working on the right things. Yep. That's what I would have done. The underhand submarine kick that goes around the defender coming in to block your punt. That would have been the way to go. That would have been solid. I would have appreciated that. I would have appreciated that. <laughs> it was a dismal failure, to say the very least. To say the very least. Uh 8778671670. So, here's uh you got the the new Bears uh head coach who used to be the Colts defensive coordinator, Matt Eberflus. Um so he, you know, he did a good job. I mean, when you took, uh, you know, Indianapolis trying to revitalize the defense when he when he got there in 2018, brought about an instant improvement. In 2017, uh, the Colts were ranked 30th. Then he got there, and the very next year, he helped the defense climb all the way up to number 10 in points allowed, number 11 in yards allowed. And then last season, the Colts ranked number 9 in scoring defense and number 16 in total defense. So they came up quite a bit. Uh, he came up in the league as a linebackers coach, started in the NFL coaching career in 2009, uh, coach for the Browns, took the Cowboys linebackers coaching job in 2011, and he groomed guys like Darius Leonard and uh, Sean Lee. He also worked with, uh, you know, DeMarcus Ware. So he's got some experience there, good defensive mind. Now it just depends on who he hires in Chicago. But Eberflus. Eberflus is the new head coach of the Chicago Bears. They have done their due diligence, and uh, that happened a little bit earlier today.
4: They hired, so they, Bill, they hired a coach and GM named Ryan and Matt. See how that works out.
0: <laughs> yes. Ryan and Matt. Let's see how that goes. They're just stuck there. Um, David just says uh, people are really freaking out. Over this Rogers thing. I agree. I agree. I said it earlier today. And I'm not going to do the R-E-L-A-X. I'm not going there. But until there's actual verified reports, until there's an actual verified report, all of this stuff about Rogers with trade stuff, team stuff, coming back, not coming back, rumors of all type, it's just rumors. So just breathe, relax. Relax. I it started this morning. Are the Chargers really going to trade Justin Herbert? No, or Justin Herbert? No. No, doesn't look like it. What about Nathaniel Hackett? No. I've already seen the. Uh, Air, have you seen the Aaron Rodgers picture uh, of him in a number twelve jersey in the Broncos uh, uniform? No, but I've that, seen Pittsburgh. Okay, that's floating around. Yes, Pittsburgh's the other one. That's floating around. I've seen that one. That's floating around. So, yeah, there's 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 plenty out there. But, uh, but no, I'm not going with any of it until we completely either hear it from Rogers or we get it from really, really reliable sources. Right now it's just all people saying, well, what if they did this? You could think about this. What would you do? You know, no. No, 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 no. Stop. So we'll see Stop. what Miles Teller's up to right now. Right? Maybe he's at at a waterfall or maybe one of those babbling streams out in the Rockies getting punched in the grill there. (laughs) See if I can get him on the show. Right.
4: He probably wants Rodgers to go to the Eagles. He's a big Eagles fan.
0: Yeah. Yep. I could see that. Come on out there, no doubt. But I I still think. uh, I will say this. There was an article, and I hate to go back to Cheesehead TV, but uh, there was an article that says the Green Bay Packers still can be a playoff team without Aaron Rodgers. And the only way that happens, the only way that happens, is if the rest of the division falters. That's it. Because the rest of the division right now is subpar. So maybe you just have more talent than them and you could win the division. Yeah, you end up in the postseason, but there's no real legitimate hope of doing anything. Let's be honest. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. 877-867-1670. Hit us up this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends at the Social House. Yes, they're remodeling out there on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. I get it. They're remodeling. Big remodel. Can't wait for the summer to get here. The garage doors are going to go up. That patio is now a bonafide bar area. Going to be good. Good, good stuff. But they're remodeling the kitchen. Don't worry. They brought in a food truck, still serving the great food, still serving the good menu. Stop out. You still get those pancakes on Sunday morning. You go in and buy a cocktail, free pancakes. How are we looking? Social House. Go in and say hi to Dan Dell and the whole staff. That place is beautiful. It's going to be ready for summer. Cannot wait for the grand reopening, so to speak. But check out the Social House on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. It's closer to Brookfield, though, actually. But in Menominee Falls, as they say, right there on Lisbon Road. Just at the end of Brookfield Road, stop in and tell everybody we said hi. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next.
2: Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Yes, I would. Welcome back to the program, The Proclaimers. I walk 500 miles, yes, just late. to get a sniff. Come on, how are we looking? Bill Michael show on the air and, uh, on a uh, Thursday. Um, so much going on. Uh, th- by the way, my buddy Justin says, uh, and I quote: uh, "If you want to give Ben Kenny a heart attack, he said that the sarcastic thought." Breaking news: Coach Mo Drayton will not return as the special teams coordinator. He has been promoted to the offensive coordinator. <laughs> watch Ben Kenny fall over dead
4: there you go I mean he he does have a way of making sure his unit points are scored while his unit's on the field so that might work out on
0: offense or think of this he gets canned in Green Bay and takes over special teams at Wisconsin I can't get worse
4: (laughs) there you go there you Actually, go. if he has a connection now. to Caleb Williams, I'm down. Give me anybody. Okay. By the way, I'm okay. I, I'm searching student databases to see if he's enrolled anywhere. Big, big okay. J journalism going on. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. I'm going with it. Uh 8778671670 8778671670. By the way, uh Steeler Dave says uh do the I would walk 500 miles on TikTok. That is your dance. It really to that song. You know? Come on. We got to be better than that. Oh, by the way, the meme of Aaron Rodgers in a Denver Broncos uniform is now the front page of sports on Yahoo. Yeah. What I say, Big J journalism. Yep, there you go. There you go. It it's no longer just a meme over on uh, social media. It is now real. It's the front page of the sports section on Yahoo Sports. How are we looking? Oh, uh, what else do we have? Uh Oh, the other one uh Dan Quinn by the way, for all that uh, thought Dan Quinn was going to be a head coach somewhere. Uh he was a hot name, everybody was talking about him. Nobody was really talking about any, talking about him as, you know, out loud about being the head coach, but uh as those vacancies now are being filled, Quinn is staying put. He informed uh teams that he's going to remove himself from consideration for any head coaching job. So he's going to stay with Mike McCarthy in Dallas. So there you go. Dan Quinn. Uh it was it was a good season for the Cowboys. It wasn't great. I don't know why he was the number one hot commodity via all the speculation. I just don't. The uh the Cowboys improved from twenty eighth in points allowed to seventh. There that's, that's an neat. increase. I completely agree with you. They got through injuries and Micah Parsons became the NFL defensive rookie player of the year. After the way he was used, no doubt about that. But I Dan, I just didn't see Dan Quinn. I think he was going to get interviews. I just didn't see him being the job getter at all these places. And I'm sure Jerry Jones probably threw some cash at him. Dan, why don't you just stay here? I'll give you some more brisket. Do that. Um... <laughs> This one's from Stella who says, uh, now answer me this. If I bring my kids to the social house for free pancakes, can I get the cocktail and they get the pancakes? Stella, I don't know. I would say not. It's not a free-for-all, for God's sakes. But uh, but yeah, you could uh, you can stop over and get yourself some free pancakes and maybe share one with the youngsters. I don't know. Talk to Dan. Dan's the owner over there. <laughs> I love people under the not only is it if it's free, it's for me, it's free and I want more. It's free, I have to pay nothing. So I want to see how much more of free I can get. That's the best. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. And then this one's from Joe who says, uh, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to come back, I think he's going to retire. He is going to become a political activist. He just seems like he's so far off the reservation right now and so worried about Joe Biden worrying about him that he's not completely wrapped up in football anymore. Uh, what happened to his fiance? were Weren't they supposed to get married, or did they already? We have not heard anything about Shailene Woodley. I'm So I don't know. He has not mentioned anything about her. Nothing. We'll see if, because we didn't find out about him getting engaged until the NFL Honors last year. Remember when he made his speech on accepting the MVP? Which, by the way, he looked like a vagrant. Remember when he did that last year in an old, dirty-ass T-shirt and unshaven? And oh, thanks for uh, you know uh, my my fiance and I. What? That's when we all went wait wait it, the award doesn't matter. What? What'd you say? And that's when we kind of threw our hands in the air and said, okay, wait a minute, something's going on here. But we have not heard anything about it since. Now, he doesn't talk a lot about his personal life. That's how you get a glimpse into it, is if he just decides to drop that ball on you. But I have not... I know there was some... uh, Somebody sent me something like a National Enquirer post or something like that. But you can't read the National Enquirer, you know. Can't can't believe anything they say. So I don't know what, what their relationship status is. Who knows? Um... So I have no idea. That's a great question. There's nothing out there that we've missed about Shailene Woodley, right, Ben?
4: Uh, I have no idea.
0: I, I don't That is I don't not know. at the top of my think. search history. Correct, right? I don't really care too much about it. I mean, obviously, if it affects his play on the field, then I give a damn. But beyond that, nah, maybe not. Yeah, two too, too squirts to me. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. Um. By the way, the brewers, speaking of brewers and, and concessions, they have now introduced the Cream City Cocktail Bar. You can get a delicious cocktail and enjoy a gorgeous look at the field. It's coming to American Family Field this season. The cocktail bar, it looks as if it is... You know where I think it is? I think it's down the third base line. I think it's. Re- I, did they remove the restaurant to be named later? From the look of it, from the pictures, it looks like it's from the uh, the area down because there's a there's a big pole, a yellow pole behind it, and it looks like that would be. No, you know what? I bet you this is. This is down the right field line, and it's where they used to have that little stage for the uh, the Bally's postgame show. And it was all that wasted space where they had those, like that kid's playground and everything down there. That isn't making you money. So you push over where the, uh, the racing sausages, stuffed racing sausages were, and you put this in instead, the Cream City Cocktail Bar. It looks like it's down the first baseline rather than the third line, because I can kind of see around the park now. Yeah. Down the first baseline out there in the corner. There you go. Cream City cocktails. Nothing says baseball like two fingers of scotch, right? There you go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. This is the Bill
2: Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs> Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers are looking for a new offensive coordinator. After three years, Nathaniel Hackett is the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. Hackett on helping Matt LaFleur install his program here in Green Bay.
4: It's just been such a such a great experience to be able to take a, take a little bit of a seat back, uh, be able to look at the big picture of everything, both uh, watching Matt as the head coach and then being able to assist Matt in all, all the offensive play calls and everything and how he meshes everything together. I mean, it's just been an amazing experience. It really has. And and I think the final thing is the culture. Uh, I mean, the culture that he's brought here, it, it's one of those things like, I mean, that's, that's this is how it should be.
2: Now, Hackett was scheduled to have a second interview today with the Jacksonville Jaguars, but reports from Denver say the Broncos have been in talks with the 42-year-old the past couple of days. The Broncos have now also requested to speak to Packers offensive line coach Adam Stenovich about their open coordinator position under Hackett. Meanwhile, after losing 10 points on a blocked field goal and a punt to the 49ers to end their season, Packers head coach Matt LaFleur asked if he's considering replacing special teams coordinator Mo Drayton after just one year
4: we got to look at everything man we got to look at everything and if we feel like we can improve in certain areas then we'll we'll make tough decisions but uh, we're not even close to getting into that at
2: this point in time that's Matt LaFleur I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michael show yes
0: you are yeah you better believe it yes you are Thanks to Mike Clemens for the report, but yes, you are, Malaflor. We're not even close to talking about, you know, heat. Here's the thing. Again, it's what's not said. Are you considering replacing him? Are you considering replacing Mo Drayton? We're going to look at everything. In other words, yes. Because he didn't say, no, Mo's done a great job. This was on the players. It was on the execution, blah, blah, blah. No. We're gonna look at everything. That is the that is the absolute tongue in your mouth, a sloppy wet kiss of death, that you are out on your ass looking for a job. That's what that is. That's, that's what that is. <laughs> it is the big giant sloppy wet kiss of death. It's happening. So it's gonna happen eventually. It may not have happened to your liking or to your speed of liking, but it's going to happen. I can't imagine for the life of me, Moe Drayton sticking around. Unless, of course, the banana kick has turned out to be just amazing. He mastered the banana kick with Borges, and if the banana kick has turned out, then, yeah, they're, they're all over it. They're all over it. Good stuff. There you go. 877 867 If you want to find us, do it. We uh, appreciate it. Thanks to everybody over on the Bud Light live stream as well for hanging out with us. Rick says, if I were Hackett, I wouldn't want so uh, much future draft capital used on Rodgers. I think I'd roll with Bridgewater and Locke right now and use those draft choices on building the team. They can draft a first-round quarterback this year. And Who are they drafting, Rick? There, there aren't any good quarterbacks coming up. Ben, what we talked about with the quarterback out of Liberty. There right? are,
4: yeah, there are a couple intriguing projects, but nobody that you look at and
0: say that's going to be a great NFL quarterback. Nobody is in the draft this year. Nobody doesn't matter. Uh, Mark says uh, when it comes to uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, he says uh, all things uh, being equal, Danica is a lot sexier. (laughs) Danica. All right. There you go. Uh, I would agree with that. Danica, I tell you what, it hasn't hurt her career that she uh, and Aaron Rodgers have split. I thought she was going to remain relevant because of Rodgers, and she hasn't. I mean, she's off doing all kinds of stuff. You follow her on Instagram. She's out there all the She's got a new line of uh, all these, this glassware she's got out for this wine thing she does. Then she's got, she's still doing uh, analyzation for IndyCar. And she's she's off doing all kinds of stuff. She's now doing these self-help and uh, and yoga uh, videos. And, 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 I mean, she's got all kinds of, she's got all kinds of things going on. I mean, just all kinds of stuff going on. So she's not hurting at all. I mean, that breakup, other than maybe how she felt about it and the fact that she said, hey, Aaron, and they get out of bed in the morning, out in the Malibu beach house, you know, this is my friend Shailene. And Aaron went, (sighs) and then Danica went, oh, what's up? And the next thing, you know, it's Danica, we got to talk. And then that that whole breakup happened. So Danica basically introduced him, and then those two shafted her. And out she went. So she moved back home or wherever she's living now. But she's doing okay. She's doing okay. Uh, Matt writes, uh, do you think if Aaron Rodgers does not come back, that it would be Jordan Love's job to lose, or do they move on from Jordan Love and try to find another veteran to come in for lesser money and then run this team? Again, this would be... What, we've, what, what they've seen behind closed doors. I mean, I, from what I've seen, I'm not a Jordan Love fan. I've made it clear. Look, he may be a nice guy. He may be a decent backup, maybe an average quarterback. I think he's going to be average at best. That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. But sometimes you can look at a guy and go, you know what? I see something there. So let's see if it develops. Then there's other times you can look at a guy and go, nope, 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 nope. nope, nope. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. And then there's times you can look at a guy and go, wow, that's been that's beyond impressive. And at first it was, well, Jordan Love needs some time and he needs a preseason. Well, he had an entire year last year to sit behind Rodgers without any preseason, but just to kind of learn and absorb. And then he came into the preseason this year and took a yeoman's work when it came to uh, the reps. And had one or two good throws that I can say, okay, I'll give him a shot. And you saw it, and it went by the wayside. It was it was gone rel- relatively quick. And also, it's against the threes and fours. And everybody said, well, he needs to play with the ones. So he gets the start in Kansas City. Very unimpressive. Very unimpressive. So then they said, well, that's because he's running the scout team, which is what every quarterback does, but people don't understand that, so it is what it is. So then he gets starters reps. From week nine on, for nine weeks, gets starters reps. Plays Detroit with the starters. Second, The only guys he didn't have was Aaron, jo- Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. Everybody else was pretty much in the game, okay? And didn't look good there either. And now the excuses are, well, he needs a full season. No, he doesn't. No. To do what? Prove me, Prove me right? No, he doesn't. I've seen enough. I've seen enough. And put it this way, the Packers have seen enough. Otherwise, the Packers would have pushed Aaron Rodgers out the door. There wouldn't have been any ass-kissing or anything. It would have been, no, we're going to turn this thing over to Jordan Love. He's ready. New, new, nay, nay. This was, uh, hey, Aaron. Oh, we screwed up. Uh, What do you want? What do you want? Come on, come back. What do you want? Huh? I'll do anything. I'll do anything to get you back. No, I don't think it's happening. Uh, Rick says, I think Russell Wilson has a good chance of landing in Denver. As Rodgers, hell, Jerry Jones may even take a run at Russell Wilson. Ah, no, Dak's his guy. He just paid Dak a lot of money. Just paid Dak a lot of money. Nah, Dak isn't going anywhere. Gary says, pushed him out the door during or after the MVP season? Yeah, right. It's not going to do it. But you chose Jordan Love to be the successor. And you know the money, you've got a legitimate excuse. You can say the money just wouldn't have added up. We couldn't have done it. So it's it's a built-in excuse. Another hour Bill Michaels Show. We continue after this.